playoffs are for winners. On the other side, we do have to deal with Ngakwe. <laughs> Ngakwe. You are listening to the Packers pregame podcast. And who better to pound the rock than AJ, the Tree Trunks Dylan? I don't, I don't, I don't have a good nickname for him. Answering the hardest question. Or should we just let this play out? Um, you know that's a good question. Fiery debates. It's Kyle. Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller's better than Jair Alexander. Yep, he's better. Uh, unbiased opinion, I disagree. And finally, the hottest of takes from the greatest of truth tellers. All right, look around, pre-snap, where's number 20, where's number 20, there he is, that's where I'm going. You don't even have to make reads. This game is a chance for Mitchell Trubisky to turn the tide on his career in the next decade for the Chicago Bears. The question that everyone should have been, well, it shouldn't even have been a question, the statement that everyone should have been saying loud and clearly, yelling it from the rooftops from the mountaintops is, look what Aaron Rodgers has done in spite of Mike McCarthy. He has won in spite of the people above him and the people higher up in the organization. He has dragged this team through the mud. He has willed this team to win. We do not give him the credit that he deserves. Hello, and you are welcome for listening to the Packers pregame podcast, the PPP. I am one of your co-hosts, Mike, and with me, as always, Big Willie. Bill is with us. Bill, how are you doing? I'm great. Good. And on top of that, we have our Bears counterpart, the ying to the yang, J-Mac. Two weeks in a row. Let's keep it going. Two weeks in a row. Um, okay, so before we get into anything, uh, just want to tell you what we're going to talk about today. We're going to recap the game. Uh, even though the Packers won because of the DVOA of the Sun and the double nut shot. So we're going to recap the game. Bill and I have something we need to argue about. And I have an awkward exchange that happened between us and the podcast Packers Without Borders that I need to... Uh, fill everyone in on. Now we're going to preview the game. Uh, we got some news today that uh, Zadarius Smith is going on the short-term injury list, and we're going to talk about our expectations and what we're going to see this Monday night when your Green Bay Packers take on the Detroit Lions. So let's get into the podcast. Let's recap last week's game against the Saints when the Packers lost on the road at a neutral site, quote-unquote neutral site, 38-3. Bill sent us a text earlier this week where Aaron Rodgers told everyone to calm down and he asked, is this the beginning of a R-E-L-A-X or run the table speech from Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. Bill, is this what we're looking for in terms of galvanizing the troops for the season moving forward? Um, man, I mean, it's to come out, to have to come out and say this week one, it's not <laughs> a good look. Not, yeah, no, not a good look. It is not. <laughs> um, I almost went back and re-listened to our podcast to hear how comfortable or like confident we were going into the game against the Saints. I couldn't do it to myself, though. I mean, 
I look. I I said we were gonna win. I thought I said we were gonna hang thirty five on them. <laughs> I, I got the first. I got the first number right. You got the score. Yeah, cool. yeah I, I. That's right. Hey, you know what uh, they say: good teams win, great teams cover. So with this total L, the defense looked bad, and what I wrote for looking forward is Joe Barry has always been bad. And then he came to the Packers. Why did we expect the defense to get better when Joe Barry, everywhere he's gone, he's been terrible, horrible. Either 30th or 31st in the league in defense, in yards allowed and points allowed and total overall defense, wherever he's gone, when he was with the football team, when he was with the Lions, and he comes to the Packers and we're like, you know what? He just stood around Sean McVay for a couple of minutes. He must have gotten better. Why yeah, did we expect anything different? Hey, hey, man, that 2001 Super Bowl ring with the 2001 Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the linebackers coach carries a lot of water. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Mike, you seem um, almost in disbelief that the architect of the 2008 0-16 Lions defense could still be bad today. I, I'm telling you the truth. I don't. I am. I'm in shock. Why would he still be bad? I thought uh, he would get better. Still be bad, time. or like a fine continues line. to be bad. I mean, he's 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 not good. He's not good, Bill. Um, okay, so did, has your perception on the season changed at all? Because I think this is where Bill and I are going to get into our argument. Uh, Bill started off last yep. week on a phone call during the middle of the game, telling me that the Packers are now bad, and I disagree. Uh, but. <laughs> Bill hits me. Hit, Bill keeps hitting me back with, "You told me this Packers team was better," and I think I'm going to come off of that take. But the Packers are not bad. Yeah. See, the thing, the thing that really uh, steams my beans was Mike on Twitter, just continuing to be like, "Oh, you said the Packers are bad," or you know whatever. And then I'm like, "No, I said they were going to be. At, they were going to be." either the same or slightly worse I did not say they were because you said they were going to be better and I disagreed but I didn't say they were going to be bad I just said no, they no, would no, be no 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 okay this is, this is where the confusion lies what I'm talking about there's no confusion what I'm talking about is the phone call that we had during the game in which you said the Packers are just bad and I said no they're not Bill don't say that and you said they're bad and then that's when I went out so that I could have the, the proof down the line, I wrote a memo on Twitter that said, hey, I just called Bill, and he said that the Packers are flat out bad. And that's where... That's Were where they my, not? You said they are bad. And and they were bad. <laughs> so so you want do you want to take that back, or are you going to squat on the fact that the Packers are bad? No, I'll lean into it. They're bad. <laughs> okay. Um, but does it, does this change your perception of, of the rest of the season moving forward? Yes. Tell me about it. Because uh, we're bad now. Uh, uh, some, somehow you already forgot that. Um, well, let's see. Um, Aaron Rodgers played really badly. Um, our wide receivers are bad. Randall Cobb, where was he? Didn't see him once. Hey, he had a catch uh, on Devin Funches. Devin Funches, it's like he wasn't even on the team. You know, didn't see him out there. Um, the O-line is bad, especially without Bakhtiari. 
Um, D-Lion, very bad. And now with no Zedarius. Um, Kevin King is... Uh, he is ash at this point. He is more than burned. He is just a pile of ash. He is so bad. We have no one else. I mean, everything is bad. Uh, okay, but but we have Eric Stokes. Okay. And Eric Stokes comes into the game, gets a pass breakup. PBU. Ooh. So. Wow. Um, I think the uh, I think I think the worst part about this was uh, losing to a quarterback who put up a high school stat line with where do you have five five touchdowns and like 150 yards? Yeah, yeah. Well, the the defense. Okay, here's here's one here's one gripe that I actually had. Like no, jo- like joking aside, it's it's the weirdest thing. The we don't Packers. Joke. Yeah, no, we're truth tellers. The Packers' philosophy around the idea that we have, we did have. A, a, a hyper efficient offense, like scoring on a great percentage of drives. And the way my brain works, I would say, okay, well then we want the highest number of possessions that we can get. We want to make the variance a lot smaller than what they do because what they do, their defense is like, oh, we'll let them go down 15 plays and hopefully they make a mistake and that shouldn't be the goal the goal should be like let's take a lot of chances because even if they score our offense gets the ball back and then an offense we don't run the hurry up we're in we're in the bottom five percent of the league in terms of hurry up offense we take our time on offense we try to grind down the clock and that is like what a bad team does a bad team wants to limit the number of possessions i it just has never made sense to me I mean that's kind of how we've operated for like years though. Like even before even before LaFleur, like like that's like a Mike like I think that's an Aaron Rodgers thing. Like he's just kinda of, that's how he operates. It's some Take weird the clock like, down to you know. It's some weird like obsession with time of possession. Like I just don't understand why that's such a, a big deal, but what do I know? Anything else uh, from the game that you guys want to talk well, you're about? You're a truth teller, so you, you can tell the truth. Well, that's right. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about before I go into my awkward exchange uh, with Packers Without Borders? Yeah, I have I have something to add. <laughs> okay. Well, I have to answer a question that was posed earlier. Um, is this the... Mike answered it the same way I was going to. Is this the RE? L-A-X scenario. I was just going to say, week one, that's a, that's a bad look. I was just going to let you guys keep going. This is great for me. I love this. But my takeaway, I went into snap counts, uh, hit Acme Packing Company over the week, checked in on some snap counts, and one in very particular stood out to me. Uh, let's look at the wide receivers real quick here. Uh, let's see. Devontae Adams, 40 out of 57 offensive snaps, led the team. Alan Lazard, the Lazard King, 39 out of 57 snaps. MBS, 36. So pretty much the same three the whole time. And then way at the bottom there, tied for last, is Randall Cobb with 15. How happy are you guys to have Randall Cobb back on the team? <laughs> Pulling some strings to get your boy back back into town? In 15 snaps? Is this what we're doing? We're easing him into the season, Jeremy. 
he has we don't want to show the, we don't want to show our he hand. hasn't learned the McFlur offense yet I get it I get yeah it. we don't want to show our hand it's a complicated offense I understand. And another one I had was the inside linebackers. Two of them played all but seven snaps. It was, uh, can anybody name the top two snap producers for the inside linebacking crew? Do you know their names? I'm going to do this no. every week until you learn them. No. Uh, is it Oren Burks? Nope, he had seven. Jesus. It was Devondre uh, Campbell and Kreish Barnes. Those are your starting inside linebackers. We're going to go over this until you learn them. Sorry, coach. (laughs) Won't happen again. (laughs) Okay. That's about all I had for uh, the game. I went on a walk and they were down two more scores, and it was just the greatest Sunday. I'm so happy for you. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56 yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Okay, I need to talk about the awkward exchange that I had with the Packers Without Borders podcast. Uh, but before I do that, I think before I think we need a little um, to explain this a little bit. So, because Mike is just like I don't know what he does on Twitter, but I'll be because you know I've got the tweet alerts or whatever. So I get the notifications when he interacts and it's like, all of a sudden my phone blows up and it's like three new followers and like, you're like DMing with some dude. Like, I don't know what's going on. You're just like, have you've just like, it's like you're, it's like, a, you know, when you follow someone, it's like, here's accounts that you may like. It's like, you're just hitting follow, 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 follow on every single one. Yeah. So, uh, I've been doing some research on, on how to get more followers and, uh, I came across the idea of like, you know what? I, I see this Packers Without Borders uh, Twitter account. Let me see if they want to collab. And I, I listened to their podcast, but I didn't fully listen to their podcast, and, and you'll understand why. I listened to the first like three minutes of their podcast. And so I messaged them and I say, hey, we love your stuff. Would y'all want to collab in the future? They say, sure, sounds good. So I'm jacked at this point. I'm like, this is great. People like these guys. I think that we're gonna, this is gonna be the opportunity for us to maybe find a new audience that doesn't know about us. And so I asked them, when do they record? He said, Wednesdays and Saturdays. Okay, at the beginning of their podcast, they yell, Ozzy, 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 okay? And then some of the people that are associated with their podcast have like different flags in their name. And so I said, awesome. And this is where I made a mistake. I said, awesome, and y'all are in the UK, question mark. And what they say back is, have you listened to our podcast? So I'm like, okay, so it's not the UK, because that's the flag I saw predominantly. And I was like, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. I'm like, okay, got to be Australia. So I say, yeah, I'm sorry, it's Australia. And all I get back is not even close. (laughs) And... uh, we get to the point where the only thing that we got back was, how about you listen to an entire episode, every episode, myself and my co-host, introduce ourselves and where we're from, then we can decide if we'd be a proper fit. So I want to go out publicly, publicly and apologize to Packers Without Borders, uh, but <laughs> I shouldn't have said that we love your stuff without listening 
to their podcast fully first. And the most awkward thing about this is that Bill and Jeremy can both see this happening. And so I want <laughs> In real hear, time. I want to hear what's going through your minds as you see this entire thing crumble in front of your your eyes, crumbling as I try to secure a collaboration with another podcast. From the very start, you went with love your stuff. I'm like, can you, I mean, I know you don't love their stuff. I know you haven't listened to their stuff. Why are you starting this way? You're set up to fail. And then you just kept going with it. And then, well, the thing is, I don't get every notification right as it comes in. So I just kind of see things intermittently. And when I saw not even close, I suck. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> what did he do to these people? So what you're saying is the only message that comes across your screen is not even close. Well, I looked at a couple of them and then I put it away. I'm like, he's doing a thing. I'm going to let him be. And that was the next one I saw. I'm like, oh, God, what <laughs> happened? <laughs> like, that was fast. I thought after hearing them yell, Aussie, 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 I thought it was a good guess that they were in Australia. You said UK. <laughs> I said UK. Yeah, you know what? I, like I said, I'm not gonna defend myself. It's a bad. Just job a by long me. Sunday. Bad luck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I got a notification from you know it was like oh so, someone so sent a DM or whatever, and I'm like okay, and I open it and it just says like, how about you listen to it first? And I'm, <laughs> I didn't even read anything else, and I'm like, what the fuck happened? I'm like, what? I'm like. Also, I'm like, wait, I'm like, what's going on? Because I like, I have no context. So then I like read back through it, and I'm like, Mike is just sliding into some rando like Packers podcast DMs, and like acting like he's like, oh yeah, dude, love it, love it, love it. And they're like, do you know anything? Oh yeah, dude, totally. Like you, they absolutely called your bluff, and you just instead of taking like thirty seconds and like listening to their podcast just to like you know get a little background info you don't even need to listen to the whole thing you literally could have just listened at the beginning and then like replied and like oh yeah here i got it and then you're like nope i'm just gonna double down i am <laughs> i i could do the easy work but i'm not right yeah so i think we're not- just gonna formally apologize here to the packers without borders podcast and we're gonna move on to maybe some other packers podcast that we can co- collab with i don't think they like us yeah no i i wouldn't like me either so This episode of the PPP is brought to you by Career Wasted Management. Most business workshops try and teach you how to help your employees grow. But at Career Wasted Management, located in downtown Detroit, Michigan, we teach you how to waste your employee's career and even get them to retire early. Seats are going fast to our next workshop, so visit www.barrysanders.com slash Calvin Johnson and enter the promo code STAFFER to get O to $16 off the next workshop. Um, the last thing before we get into the game preview is should we even talk about uh, the J word coming out of the woodworks to talk bad about Aaron Rodgers? Because any opportunity that he can, when he smells any sort of weakness, he's like a shark smelling blood and he just sprints over to the nearest microphone and talks about what a bad leader Aaron Rodgers is. Is that even worth the discussion on the podcast? Who is it we're talking about? Bill, do you know? Yeah, I, I missed that. I, okay. I well, don't know what's... 
You guys are listening to the most informed Packers podcast. Uh, no, Jermichael Finley well, you went can, on you the can air just... to talk about how there's oh. Rogers. Yeah, he, he would, came on the air to talk about how how much uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have hunger in his eyes. He didn't see the hunger in Aaron Rodgers' eyes anymore. See, when you say J-word, I think journalist, so I was very confused. I think myself. Yeah, I, I thought you were talking about Bob. Okay, so there's nothing here. All right, let's move no on. One? Well, wait, hold on. <laughs> okay, you actually, you know what, never mind. What were you going to say? I thought you meant myself. Yeah, there was... Mike, we need more We need more context. There was I, just that's a very, all the context it was, I have. We didn't know anything because... Well, no, but you, the, way, the way you phrased the question, it was very vague. We, none of us knew what you were talking about. But now that you've explained it, now I know. Well, then give, give me your so thoughts now, on now that I've explained it. I, I will, yeah. So I actually... I. Once you said Jermichael, I, I remembered because I saw, I think it was Tom Crabtree tweeted about it, and he basically, like, uh, he was not a favorable towards Jermichael. Um, I can't remember what he said, but uh, he he was very dismissive of it, I'll say that. Um, so I, I don't care what Jermichael says, and haven't since uh, your guy Ty Dunn quoted him in the Bleach Report article. Yeah, even as yeah, someone who doesn't care about the Packers, can we just get Jermichael Finley out of here? Like, what does anything he have to say offer anybody? He's he has he holds less weight than Kendrick Perkins, and that's really saying something. Oof, that is a, a stinging wow. indictment. A stinging indictment from Yikes. J Mac. Kendrick Perkins at least played on teams for a long time. I'm moving on. I don't care about Jermichael. All right, well then let's move on to the game preview. Uh, the Packers are taking on the Lions in Lambeau Field. They are, as of now, 11-point favorites at home. And before we get into any of the game, I just this is the question that I have for, uh, I guess, Bill mainly, but Jeremy, I'd love to hear what you have to say, which is, is there any single given result in this game that makes you feel good? Because if the Packers lose, like, straight panic button, if the Packers barely win, probably still hitting the panic button. And if the Packers blow the Lions out, like, that was what they were supposed to do. So is there a given result that, like, makes you feel good going into next week when we have to play the 49ers on the road? I mean, a win would definitely be better than a loss. Like, that's not really a question. Look, when it's the Packers and the Lions, a good result is, it's obviously the, the blowout, the hand the handily win. It's like, it's a get back on track game. If they can just like beat up on the Lions, like, okay, we're still the Packers, they're still the Lions, let's move on to next week. If there's like any trouble, that would probably be the worst case. Well, losing would be worst case, but I just don't see that happening. The Lions are gonna lose so many games. Uh, if you can just, if the, if the Packers could just beat them handily, it's like, okay, the season's officially started, we gotta win, now we have to go play real teams. Yeah, because I, 
I looked, the line has moved, because last time I checked it was Packers minus 10.5, it's now Packers minus 11. So I'm assuming the line moved because Zedarius went on the aisle? I don't know, maybe that spells trouble for someone. Well, I mean, um, don't, 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 don't need to get on you here, but wouldn't the Packers gaining a half point? That wouldn't really be Zedarius related, that's kind of like a, <laughs> we just know that the Lions are bad, maybe let's move this, there's been a lot of action on the Packers. Well, true. But, you know, usually when there's injury news, you know, the line moves away from the team, um, you know, that got the injury. It, does that make sense? It does make really... sense, but the, the logic is uh, doesn't apply to the situation here. Um, what happened here? Um, because the Packers got more points. You would think it moves down to nine and a half or you know ten. So. Right. Right. But that's because they just um, know how good Zadarius Smith is. But he's not more playing. snaps okay. for Zadarius. Yeah, for, but that doesn't make that. I'm sorry. I'm, I meant uh, Rashad nah. Gary. Okay. Oh, so him getting more Who's snaps done? is a silver lining oh, here. So the Bane Gary emergence. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay. um, yeah. So Zadarius Smith went on on the, the IL, and the Lions are really bad. That's the other thing here is that the Lions are really really bad. But we also thought that the Saints were not going to be very good. So me saying that the Lions are bad does not make me feel any better about the game going into Monday. Like I'm officially nervous about an 11 point spread at home Monday night coming off of a loss where Aaron Rodgers usually dominates coming off of the loss. And my point that I wanted to bring up in the game preview is pretty much just going to be evergreen until he stops doing it, even though it's only been one week. Uh, I wanted to counter say that Aaron Rodgers didn't play bad. Aaron Rodgers just played like he doesn't give a fuck anymore. That second interception was such a, like, I'm over this shit interception. It's like, I'm just going to punt it. If he doesn't catch up to this, then it's going to be an interception. Fuck it. We're going to the sidelines. It was so uncharacteristic. I think, like, you're so right. It was, uh, uh, as the, uh, the internet called it, it was such just a YOLO ball. Just like... He, you know what the last time I saw him throw a ball like that, but it was converted? It was at the end of the Colts game when it was like third and ten inside of our own five, and we needed to get down the field and get a field goal to go to overtime last year. He threw a ball up like that. And even then, it, like this was so bad. And I kept trying to justify it to myself, but I can't come up with any reasons on why Aaron Rodgers just had the fourth worst performance of his entire career. And, and I'm so done with the Aaron Rodgers blueprint. Like, oh my God, cover two, too high safety look is the blueprint to stopping Aaron Rodgers. If that was the blueprint, everyone would do it and he would cease being Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's such a ridiculous, I'm, I'm so done. We want to talk about what the blueprint is. We need to talk about the sun, which Bill was not scared of. Should have And been. the double nut shot. We told Bill he should have been scared of the sun. But Bill wasn't. Why were you scared of the sun, Bill? Are you scared of the sun now? No. Why? I wasn't scared of the sun. I wasn't. I wasn't scared of the sun because we beat him in six, and um, I was. I'm still not scared of the sun because the sun didn't make literally everyone on our team play bad. I 
disagree. I saw a tweet from someone, and I don't know who the someone is, but I saw a tweet from someone who said that the Packers were the ones standing in the sun for the entire game and that the uh, Saints were in the shade for the entire game. So it actually wore our players down, which was why I was scared of the sun in the first place. Oh, that's such a classic home team move. That's beautiful. Yeah, it is. They chose the white jerseys in the sun and they took the shade. That is just, that's worth like three points on the spread. Well, if by my DVOA, it's worth 38 points. All right. So proof, proof in the pudding. Proof point, point proven. The, the proof is in the pudding on that. Bill. Stop hating on the sun. Yeah. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. We're getting a negative sun. In Mon- it's going to be Monday night. There's going to be negative sun. That's what I'm saying. That, that's why we need to pack a million. What's, what's the DVOA for the moon? The DVOA for the moon, Bill, I looked it up, actually. I'm glad you asked. It's plus 13. Um, so and, plus wow. 13. And Aaron Rodgers dated somebody who's into crystals, so the moon is probably a good thing for him. Ooh. Yep. Thank what you. kind of crystals? You know, like crystals. <laughs> no, I know. I want specifics. You have to ask Danica. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Okay. I was. I thought that uh, his 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 wife was into crystals no, as well. I guess you can. I guess you can have Sorry, dated my bad. somebody who you are now married to, but. I mean, you can, but it's weird to say it right, like that. Right. So I have what I like to do. Uh, some just real quick. I like to throw out some past matchups, the all-time matchups between the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. It's always a fun thing, especially when it's in the division. Because there's just a bunch of games, especially in the North. The Packers are officially 104, 72, and seven against the Detroit Lions. That includes 2-0 in the postseason. They have won four in a row, which makes sense. They've been to two NFC Championship games in a row. And previously to that, they lost four games in a row. I want to know if you guys recall any of those four losses in a row to the Detroit Lions. That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, well, Jeremy, so uh, you know, uh, I have never experienced a Packers loss in my entire lifetime. I black those all out or rationalize them so that they make more sense to me as a loss, as a win, like course. I'm doing with the Bucks and the Sun and the double nut shot. So, no, I don't remember any loss to the Lions ever or any team for that matter. Um, I remember the one. I, I don't know when it was, but I remember it because Pat McAfee was calling it. That's my only memory of... I think it was like a fake field goal they did. They scored a touchdown. And I just remember him like going off in the booth, and I was like... The last time they lost to the Detroit Lions was a 31-0 route in December of 2018. But let's check the box score on that one, because it could have been, we're going to the playoffs, we don't have time to deal with the Lions type of thing. Let's see who played most of the time. Yeah, Deshaun Kaiser threw 35 passes. Aaron Rodgers threw five. I don't know what happened there. Hmm. Hmm. Ah. Did he get, did he get in December? hurt? One of history's know. mysteries. Lost in time. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think why he would have only played five in that, like... Man, I have no... I, I really don't remember much about that game at all. I don't think there's much to remember. But... 
Well, yeah, I mean, we didn't score any points. Was that, uh... Um... Oh, that was... Wait, do we still have McCarthy then? Yeah, probably. Was that, like, the one of his... That was probably, like, his second-to-last game, right? No, 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 because in 2018, or 2018, that was the year he got fired mid-season, was it not? Well, yeah, he got fired in the Cardinals game. Oh, was this a, um... Was this a, a Phillips? Uh, uh, Joe Philbin. What was his name? Joe Philbin. Was this a Joe Philbin game? Looks like it was. It definitely was. Packers oh. ended the season 6, 9, and 1. What a year. Nice. Ah, uh, yes, the Joe Philbin era. Because what I remember, was it the... Was it his first game as head coach when he used, like... He used, like, both of the coaches' challenges in, like, God, two minutes? <laughs> <laughs> It's like he started off the game like I'm using them both red flags, and it's like and it lost them both. Yeah, Joe, you don't have any more. Are you kidding me? We play, yeah, we played like most of a majority of the first half with one timeout. Did you just listen to the question I just answered? Okay, I got three years invested in Brett Hundley, two years invested in Joe Callahan. The quarterback room is exactly where it needs to be. All right, let Bill. I want to talk to you and Jeremy if you want to join into this conversation. Let, let's talk about uh, things that, if they were to happen, would, would be like a real positive for you. Uh, and then I want to talk about what we're scared of. And then we're going to talk to the audience about uh, something to be on the lookout here moving forward. Um, but, Bill, so what are some things that you want to see from this game other than the final score with the Packers having more points uh, that would give you some positivity moving forward? Uh, for the rest of the season? Well, um, I would like to see our team play not bad. I would like to see Aaron Rodgers be not bad. <laughs> um, I would... Uh, let's see, I don't think... Oh, that's right, they have, a, they have Goff now. They don't have Frat Stafford. Right. So I think uh, our secondary should be should have a good game. Um, you know, maybe a, maybe a Jair INT, Oh, you know, show that he's not giving up on the team. Anything um, else? I would, uh, I would like to see a wide receiver catch a touchdown. <laughs> Cause I, I haven't seen that since last year or January, I should say. So it's been a while since the Packers have scored a touchdown. Jeremy, let me ask you the question this way. What, what, if you were to see something on Monday night, what is, what are the things that if they were to happen would scare you, would like turn you around and be like, you know what? I'm officially scared of the Packers making a run at the Super Bowl again. Oh, in this game, I don't think anything. If they beat up on the Lions, that's what like I'm I told saying. You, I just well, that's just me. You know, I just it's the Lions. Like I told you guys, this is just a get-right game. If they wax the Lions off the floor, it's no skin off my neck. That should have happened. Uh, what I will tell you is that can we move on? Can I transition to what should you be afraid of, or do you guys want to start with that? No, I'm good. What what should we be afraid of? You should be afraid of this defense possibly being really bad because it can happen yeah. in the blink of an eye. Darnell Savage might have been a really solid safety. So was Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson might be bad now. He was an all-pro. 
and I don't know what happened to him. Darnell Savage was not an all-pro. He was just a solid free safety. They could possibly be really bad. Also, Jamal Williams' revenge game, so... Ooh. Yeah, that's scary. That was I actually had that on my list. Ooh, not sure, not sure if Creech Barnes is gonna handle Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift all game. You know, even worse than a um, uh, than a Jamal Williams revenge game is a Doyle oh, revenge God. game. Ooh. Oh yes. Also, oh my God, I'll get back to you guys with this maybe for next week, but you know there's a Packers reporter out there who's like as big of a Tim Doyle fan as we are, except for he calls him by his fake name, Tim Boyle. Uh, I feel like I've seen someone... Is it Andy Herman? Express them. Maybe. It might be Andy Herman. I know I liked it from the pod account. You can go and check the likes if you would like to. I have another... So here... What should you be afraid of? Are you guys afraid of Man Campbell? I would be. I'm afraid. I am no. afraid of him. No, okay, I'm like that's... not not on the football field. Not like am I afraid of his coaching ability? But as a person, I am so scared of that human being. He is everything I am not. The confidence that that man has—it's like an aura around his body. And I feel like if I looked him in the eyes, I would turn into dust. So, Bill, you're telling me you're not afraid of Panay Sewell eating somebody's kneecaps on your D-line? Well, uh, I mean, when you put it like that. <laughs> See, you got to think mean, about these things. I guess, I guess, I guess, yes, I would be afraid of that specific that's scenario, but I guess... It, I'm. Well, see, the, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't know if it transfers, because, like, I would be more afraid of... Penesuo not doing that and then Man Campbell going out onto the field and be like, no, this is how you do it and like doing it himself and then getting ejected from the game. It is and you know it it is like going against a team. It is this is one of the things I have on things I'm scared of. So I'm I'm glad you brought it up, Jeremy. Is the Packers their big thing is when they lose, it was like lack of intensity. Uh, they just didn't show up. When they lose, they lose big. And it's it's because of this perceived lack of caring or, or lack of juice or whatever. And if there's one thing that I can promise you that a Man Campbell team is going to have, it is juice. Like, all of his players are going to be juiced up and they're going to be hyped up. They're going to bring energy, which just scares the daylights out of me did you did you hear his press conference about how much coffee he drinks yeah like his heart could explode and then if his heart explodes now we have a real problem because now we have an inspired team who is going for the win for their coach i mean the most famous comeback win is in major league two when the manager of the cleveland team has a heart attack and then they go out and they win. I don't want that to happen. That scares me. So Man Campbell's heart exploding scares me. The energy that a Man Campbell team has scares me. Uh, the other things that I have that scare me are revenge game, like you guys brought up, and the fact that uh, Jared Goff is a bad quarterback, which means they're going to have to run the ball, and it just seems like we could put Jeremy in the backfield with a semi-decent professional offensive line and he'd get five yards of carry. And if you do the math on five yards of carry, 
You're going to score every time. I'd so be absolutely I'm... charged up on Man Campbell. You couldn't stop me. <laughs> so, I, yeah, there are a lot of things that you I'm know, scared I think, of. I think, I think we need to start an inve- investigation into Man Campbell. Make sure he's not actually, like, literally juicing his players. That's he's a great point. Juicing them with point. energy and effort and yelling. Remember, remember how, uh, yeah. remember how um, Chip Kelly was like, like having his players pee into a cup to like test all of their like electrolytes and making sure they're healthy. I think that Man Campbell's on the other side of it, and he's like, if you don't drink three Monster Energy drinks every day before practice and six before a game, then you're you just don't care enough about this team. You're not a Detroit Lion. Oh, I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were going to say Matt Campbell was having his players piss into his coffee. <laughs> yeah. That dude comes Maybe. in with a mega buddy from Quick Trip filled with coffee. <laughs> oh, that thing, yeah, he is he is double fisting uh, the, the big... Yeah, because he's getting all the double shots and stuff in it. Yeah, he... I'm, I'm worried for his health more than anything. I'm not worried about him as a person. I'm worried about him for his own safety. Do you really need two? I mean, can I have one? If you come over and watch some movies with me. All right. We have a couple minutes left here. So Bill and Jeremy and I, let's give let's give some score predictions. And then we're going to talk to you about something to be looking forward to uh, coming up with the PPP. So Jeremy, I'm going to start with you. Tell us what's going to happen on Monday night and give us a score prediction. It's going to be weird score for the Packers because these Lions games are always a little goofy. They're going to have 29. Don't know how they're going to get to 29, but they're going to get to 29. And it's going to be about 29 to maybe 11 or 12, and it's going to look like it's all over. But then it's Man Campbell's team, and we saw what they did last week. They do not die, and the Packers don't have the hunger that they so much claim to have. The Lions are going to take all that hunger and eat them and it's going to be a 29-27 close eek. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, Bill? All right. So I am going to keep with the theme of these past few Lions Packers games. Uh, The Packers are going to go down early and not look great. The Lions are not also going to look super great, but they're going to be playing better. Uh, It's going to be kind of ugly, and then have a strong second half from the Packers. Final score, Packers 23, Lions 21. So you guys are, uh, you think it's going to be a close game. Okay, uh, when I ran my DVOA calculations, I'm I subtracted heading. this done, and I subtracted the double nut shot, added the Moons DVOA of plus 13, and the Lambeau Field DVOA, which is plus 50. I had the final score of 38 to 13. Packers dominate the Lions in Lambeau Field and are back on track to get our hopes up for them to eventually get throttled in San Francisco next week. Yeah, we don't need to go through it now, but I'm definitely going to bring up the next few games. We can do that next week. We can do that later. We can do that next week. We can do that. We can do that on our Packers postgame podcast. Bill and I and Jeremy, if you would like to join us, uh, are going to be doing a Packers post-game podcast the day after every Packers game. So be on the lookout for that. It's the PPP after dark. I don't know what else to call it. The the P little PP Packers post-game podcast. 
Um, but we are going to be doing that so we can uh, give you a the pregame pod post game. Yeah, that's right. And so we can we can talk about what happened during the game. And what I would love to do is if we ever actually get a listening audience, one of my favorite things in the world when I was growing up was hearing the drunk people call into the Wayne Larrabee show after a Packers loss and firing everyone. And if we ever get any sort of following at all, I would love to have a Packers postgame show where we just take callers and we just allow these drunk people to rant because it's the best. It It is the, it's the best thing in the world, an angry Packers fan after a Packers loss. At Sports Radio at its finest, I almost would want the Packers post-game podcast after the game on Sunday nights. But I know that's not exactly feasible for all of us because I just want Mike at the height of his either uh, euphoria or depression because... When, when Mike's Twitter fingers get going, it almost feels like he just needs to talk it out. Tweet, tweeting it out doesn't always work. I just kind of want to hear Mike distraught on the mic. Yeah, I, I have one more thing before we go. Uh, CD Tundra Vision on Twitter. I don't want to apologize to you. The guy who's like, I, who, guy who comes out and is like, hey, we told you that the Packers were bad. Shut up. Mike, Shut he's up. been on Packers Twitter since you were four. I don't know what you want from him. Oh my God. I was in fourth grade. That guy is such a jerk. He is the worst. I I fought with him three or four years ago too. Like I, but you know what? I, I, we almost had him on the, on Wisconsin podcast because we were going to the same game and then he flaked out because he's scared. I just, I have, I have nothing for him. Yeah. I'm, that's the truth. I'm not even... There is history, yeah. So I've, I, I don't want anything to do with him. But that's it. That's the Packers pregame podcast. You are welcome for listening, and we will see you Tuesday after the Packers game on Monday night versus the Detroit Lions. Bill, send us out. Go back, go.